When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hello and welcome to a special extended foot weekly bonus podcast preview episode brought to you by Harry's. I'm your host, Ben, and let's get into it with a very special podcast debut. Well, actually, when I say it's his debut, his voice has actually been on the podcast before because he very kindly recorded a little hello and you're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast. But we have him for a full episode this time. So Zwayback HD, how are you doing? Morning, guys. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I remember that that was was a fond memory. That was was that London? Was that London? Well, London and Berlin. I was always so impressed with that uh, those gadgets that you guys oh, have yeah, like, no, recording like, things. I was like, damn, I need I need to get myself recording a few mixer. Of those, but, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great to be on. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, as is tradition, oh, actually, let me introduce the other guest first, and we'll come back to you. Um, I'm just getting a bit carried away. Steve, my familiar partner in crime. How are we doing this week? Yeah, hey Ben, excited to be to be on again. Excited to be on here with one of my favourite content creators too. Oh, back. thanks, don't, Steve. Don't, don't, don't want to be sick <laughs> of Fanny. Don't want to leave Andy out in the cold, but. Uh, yeah, I love Zwei's stuff. Um, it is it, this this almost on a par with yours, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, pa- we're paving we're paving the way. I'm going to stop digging. Move way. on to the other guests. Ben. Yeah, as we uh, as you just heard, Andy is also on the podcast. Andy, uh, how are you doing? Good. Currently playing FIFA with my first owner prem team. Wondering why <laughs> someone's Eden Hazard is storming for own goal, and my Manalas is running in sludge. Turns out it's actually now my foot champs dunk. <laughs> I love the way you did a Reddit AMA. I think I posted on it from the Foot Weekly account saying, "Is it true that you play squad battles while recording FIFA's most popular podcast?" And I think it was like the most upvoted post on that. And uh, you replied saying, "Sometimes even complete objectives." That's exactly what I'm doing, playing Div Rivals, completing objectives. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, well, what I was actually wondering is, have you done a squad builder showdown with Zway, like recently? Yeah, we did one at the capture event. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I'd Oh, yeah. What, well, who was the player, Andy? I'm drawing a blank. It was one of the icons. I did Zidane, I did Drogba, and I did Kaka. I think you were Drogba? Might have been. Yeah, might have been now that you mentioned mm, And that actually so. segues very nicely into talking about icon swaps at some point. Um, but first of all, I want to uh, go to Zwei and ask him, Zwei, if you have to pick a player who is your favourite player of all time, every FIFA Ultimate team that you've played, who would be that player? Um. Okay, so my first Ultimate team ever was FIFA 13, and I packed myself... Uh, my first ever inform, my first ever special player was that McManaman Fanta card, Man of the Match card. Uh, um, so that's the emotional answer. But my favorite player ever, I'd probably have to say the 2014 uh, Miroslav Klose record breaker mm. card. That thing was just, you guys know it, that, that card was just so insane. 90 pace yeah, on Yeah, that was card. the one that was in the World Cup mode as well, right? It had like a, yeah, that that's was right. mad. Yeah. yeah, he had like 99 heading and then 90 pace and like heading yeah. worked then. And you're um, a big, um, big Germany fan as well, so... Oh yeah, it was a good year. It was a good year. So yeah, that that's probably the all time. That's probably the all. And in terms of card. FIFA game, I want to guess if you started in FIFA 13, it probably is something like FIFA 13 that was your favorite FIFA game. 
that's that's what it mm. is, right? Like it's for sure like a nostalgia factor. So like, yeah, I would say probably 13 or 14 just because of the, mm. the memories. But I'm sure if I went back today, there's something that would drive me absolutely yeah, up the yeah. wall. It's, it's kind of like um, meeting your heroes. They say never to meet your heroes or whatever. That's what I'm doing today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've met me before, Steve. Come on. <laughs> I was about to say. It's like, uh, what did we do even then? You know, like, yeah, yeah. yes, like I have a lot of fond memories, but what did we do? There was like one thing to do. It was like, did, if you didn't do seasons, what were yeah, you really I, doing? I always think so, that. I'm like, how did I play like a thousand games a year just in uh, like single matches? Because you, you right. had tournaments, but I mean, people played them, but not all the time. So a huge percentage of my games were just regular single matches. Anyway, that's kind of by the by, because I wanted to ask you, Zwe, about a Team of the Week player from this week that you reviewed crazy card adama traore mm. you seem to seem to enjoy him in the review you did yeah no I've, i loved him i mean like that's mm. i don't really enjoy the higher rated cards you know what i mean like even last year i just ignored the icons even i love those cards that have like the 73 74 and then they get that one in form and then it totally changes them yeah and they turn into something nuts only downside i guess is right wing back but mm. you know in the same in the same vein it was like Fun that you can, you know, whatever. You start him there and then move him up to winger. I tried him out at right striker and he was nuts. Mm. Pace, agility, finishing was trash, but like a chem style helped and he just, he put him through. I think he was like eight for nine. I had nine nine chances and he put uh, he put eight away across two yeah. games. He's the perfect kind of novelty FIFA card, isn't he? Yes. The high pace, high physical, and then actually really good dribbling makes him him really nice as well. And actually, while we're talking about players that we've been using, which may be slightly unexpected, I actually used Verratti for the whole of the last weekend league, the inform, because it happened to work with the way that my chemistry fitted in. And I just thought I'd give him a go. And I was using him in defensive midfield, mainly as a two with maturity. And actually, he wasn't that bad. Well, I'd actually say he was even quite good. The quality of kind of dribbling and passing was pretty amazing to have there. And I mean, last year was all about the physical presence in the midfield, I felt. And it probably will be the same this year, ultimately. But Steve, have you found from sort of more tactical perspective that smaller players in the midfield are more effective than last year? Yeah, I think you definitely need um, some level of agility in there. Mm. I've been using the um, the foot swap, not the foot swap, the um, one to watch in Dombele that was achieved through objectives. Mm. That That's what I'd settle for in terms of dribbling. Anything worse than that, I think you'd be struggling. That's obviously talking about a sort of box-to-box midfielder. Mm. Um, obviously, the defensive midfielders are another story. Um, I think the dribbling is, is quite important, that the agility is necessary, because you... You have to make more of an effort with passing this year and you often have to take a couple of touches. You have to move away from a defender. Um, so I think you do need that kind of mobility in midfield this year, definitely. Yeah, and we might come back to that actually later, but I wanted to move on to Icon Swaps. mentioned it earlier. We've actually seen the Icon Swaps released and you can check out all the icons that are available and how many Icon Swap tokens are required through looking at the SBCs. But um, I wanted to just quickly bring up a question that we had from Stephen M8 who pointed out that the pitch notes that were sent out explained, I guess, probably to a lot of players who wouldn't know about first owner players and how they're going to be required for a lot of objectives for the icon swaps. There was a bit of criticism because a lot of people opened a lot of packs at the start of the game and obviously sold their players because they didn't think they'd have any use as first owner items. And now they do have use as first owner items. Andy, do you, do you see this as a, an issue? I guess you have a main account where you'd have a lot of um, first owner players um, that you probably sold. I literally don't play the game on main account other than to record squabbler videos, not going to lie. Oh, okay. Um, cool. 
So just a bit snaky in it. Like, why would you not just say at the start of the year <laughs> so people could make an actual informed decision? Personally, I would have just sold them all anyway because twenty k is more important, or whatever it's maybe twenty k is a bit of exaggeration, but twenty k is more important to me than a first down of Luke Shaw to stick in my Premier League team to get an extra first down a player. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, it's just a bit. I like the idea behind it, but I don't know. Why would you not just tell us at the start? Mm. I, I, I literally don't understand. I don't know. It's Baffles almost like the thought of it on the fly, isn't it? It's just Maybe, idea yeah. That's like, oh, to you know what would be a good point, idea, actually? Know? What if yeah. there was first owner objectives? Oh, shit. We probably <laughs> should have said this at the start of the year. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that, like, on the other hand, in past years, we probably wouldn't have had this information at all. Do you know what I mean? They would have just appeared. Which, I mean, on the one hand, wouldn't have made that much difference because all it, all that article did was explain what a first owner item was. And I guess there are some people out there who would be wondering what they actually were. And, and so it makes sense to do that. But you're right, it would probably have made sense. And, and Stephen's right that it would have made sense to do this at the very start of the game. And so people would have been able to hold on to the players that they'd packed. Although I would really question whether that would have been worth it. Like the value Oh yeah, it's 100% get. not worth it, but they still just told us anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't hold on to players at that stage you're going to lose so many coins by doing that and uh you're also wanting to build a team that works for you and and these objectives we'll get into them a bit later are tough but i mean they're not impossible with scrap together yeah i've made i'm doing the premier league one now and i've made an all right team yeah it's obviously nowhere near as good as my foot champs actual main squad but I, i suppose i've got a bit of a premier league theme to my for Champ Squad, so the Premier League one's a bit easier. Maybe I'll get more pissed off when I come to do the La Liga mm. one where I don't have any... Like, I don't have a Walcott and I don't have an Endombele who is absolutely terrible anyway, but... And Pookie and stuff like that who I've just thrown back in that used to mm. be in my team, I suppose, and then I've still got hold of them. Whereas the La Liga ones and stuff, I haven't even bothered to look what I've got yet, so that might be a bit of a pain in the ass, but so it's not You might bad. have to focus on that one, Andy, instead of doing it while you're recording a podcast exactly. or driving a car or that kind of thing. <laughs> driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does, my perspective, I actually think that I quite like the first owner thing. I, I can see why people think, oh, you know, it's just to make you open more packs and all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, fair enough. But from my perspective, I quite like enjoy, uh, you know, using players that I wouldn't normally use, quite like building more unique teams and, and the challenge of kind of making things work when you can't just use any player you want. It's kind of interesting to me. Uh, Zway, what are your thoughts on that? As somebody who likes a sort of narrative, I guess, this must be kind of interesting to you. I've never been so excited to pack Ante Rebic in my entire life. <laughs> for the, when I saw that pop up, I mean, like, I'm being honest, no, though, like, no, when, no, that, no. when that pack opened yeah. and it wasn't a board, it wasn't a walkout, and then I saw the flag and the badge, and I was like, okay, well, I know who that is, and that's going to be awesome. I, that's who I wanted. So mm. I, packed in, I packed an Insigne on the RTG in my foot champs rewards from last week, and then I packed Rebic a couple packs later, and I was like, that's it. That's my, that's mm. the serious. Those are the two strikers I'm going to use for this objective. You know, I think it's cool because, yeah, just anything for me that adds variety to the squads that you come up against. And I'm sort of the same way as Andy. My PS4 is the the main account where I just literally, that's the only account I use for, you know, putting FIFA points in and uh, doing the player reviews and such and collabs. Mm. But then the RTG is on the Xbox and I didn't struggle really at all. You know, I, mm. two weeks in a row I took Division Rivals Untradeable, so I've got plenty of those. And... um just, you know, whatever I've been doing on the account, I spend a few hours on it a day. I, I haven't really struggled to put together a decent squad mm. for the, the Serie A and then the Premier League objectives, which is what I did so far on the mm. account. I was actually wanting to get into some chat about the icons themselves and 
what we think about the potential combinations that people could go for, what players people might choose to redeem with those tokens that they're going to earn. And actually, I believe, Zway, is this right? You've, you've already got one. Yeah, that's right. It's, this is the achievement of my life. I'm not. This Nerd. is where I'm going to peak. <laughs> <laughs> so the other night, I was. I think I was alluding to it. I pressed start on the stream at 6 p.m. Played some foot chance matches, and someone in the chat was like, "Oh, wait, it'd be cool if you unlocked one of the icons live." And then <laughs> I started thinking about that, and I was like, "Is it? You know, could we? You know, just like could we? How long would it take to do it?" And then 14 hours later, when I I hit end stream at 9 a.m. the next morning. I had my Alessandro Nesta in the club, and yeah, it took it, it took fourteen hours to wow. do the uh, the nine objectives. Did it, it was a grind. Ne- how is Nesta? Doesn't he have something like ten agility or something? How's that holding up? <laughs> Thirty thirty six, but um, uh, actually pretty decent. Actually, okay. actually, really, really decent. Didn't really feel it too much. The only thing that bothered me was Rashford scored a, a brutal header against me in like the ninetieth minute in the game. And it was either the first or second game that I used him. So I was like, damn it, is, is that a taste of things to come? Is Nesta going to be horrible? Was it worth it? Mm. And then uh, I ended up with, yeah, 19 chance wins on the RTG with uh, the full Bundesliga squad plus Nesta. And he was he was actually very solid alongside Akanji. So, mm. um, if it makes you feel any better, Zway, I think that you're probably the only person who's conceded a header in this year's FIFA. Yeah, dude, that was the <laughs> other thing. I was like, wait, so are you telling me that he conceded a header in a game where heading is supposed to be impossible? Like, that does not sound like it was worth it. But We actually had um, a, a, li- a listener question this week that was just literally, how the hell do you score a header? And finding yeah. it, and finding it no, answers on a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was from Pupius. And I, I feel like the, the key thing is that if the player is, you know, has that space to bury the header, they, they do tend to do it. I think the problem is, is when, as soon as that header becomes contested, it's very unlikely that they're going to be able to get any power or direction on the header. Right. So, yeah, it is one of those things where it is quite funny almost compared to last year. But I think there are, you can do it. It's just the, the, con- the situation has to be pretty close to perfect which actually isn't that dissimilar to how heading is in real life i feel like only the true kind of bastos of <laughs> right of uh, the, the world can bury a header when they're under like serious pressure unless they're peter crouch would that be fair steve do you think yeah i think so mm. it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world is it if a player is free they've obviously got more chance of scoring i think the thing that i've noticed this year is that you can't be quite so lazy with um with timing the button press not necessarily timed finishing but um, I think in previous FIFAs, you could just kind of press circle vaguely for the header. Mm. But this year, there seems to be much more value to uh, to timing it around the time when the player does connect with the header. Mm. So not necessarily time finishing, but just pay a bit more attention to when you do actually hit the circle button. Uh, and I mentioned this the other week, I think, but using the trainer indicators does work this year in foot champs. So unlike previous years where you couldn't really use the trainer does it actually the, yeah so so unlike, that's so snaky why yeah. is that thing? <laughs> but it makes it way easier to time shots because you can actually see where the what's the, what would be the word the kind of indicator is for timing and you can press the, the second press at the right time more easily it's way easier to take free kicks and penalties or to time them anyway and ben what have i told yeah. you about giving away all of our secrets <laughs> man that's a really good that's yeah, a good yeah, that's i'm gonna have to go in and re-enable it so that is where we leave andy steve and zway for this preview podcast We'll get into our icon pick choices and much more in the full patron-exclusive bonus podcast, which was out uh, the day before this came out. You can support the podcast and get all the bonus podcasts for just $3. Just go to bit.ly slash morepod. Those pods are also ad-free. Talking of which, this extended preview podcast is brought to you by Harry's. And Steve, they sent out a shaving set 
which is very useful for you because as a fireman, right in thinking you have to shave underneath the jaw. Yeah, that's right. As anybody who, who works in fire and rescue would tell you, having a good close shave mm. is, is far more important than it would be to most people. The reason why you'll never see a firefighter with facial hair is mm. because the breathing apparatus has to get um, a completely clean seal against the skin. And if it doesn't, mm. you die, fundamentally. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, getting a good shave uh, can be a matter of life and death. That's no exaggeration, really. Wow, yeah, I didn't know that until you told me recently. And I guess shaving must have become pretty important and more frequent for you as well. Yeah, that's right. I should really disclose, first of all, that I'm not the world's biggest fan of shaving. So having a decent razor is really quite a big deal. I do have quite sensitive skin and I do prefer a bit of stubble. So on the times when I do have to have a shave, it's often cutting through uh, a fair bit of growth two or three days with. Great then, Steve, that Harry sent that trial set out to you, which any of our listeners can get their hands on as well for just 395. And that box includes a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades within a razor, a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover, Steve. How did that perform for you? It was great. As I say, you know, cut through a, a fair amount of stubble, didn't damage the skin in any kind of way, and a really close, smooth shave. And yeah, I was, I was impressed. So then, listener, if like Steve, you want to be impressed by Harry's razors, get a trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, the five blade razor cartridge, foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover by going to harrys.com slash foot. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash F-U-T. Right, onto a market chat with Matt Foot Trading. Hey, Matt Foot Trading, how are we doing? Oh, not too bad, Ben. How are you? Yeah, good. Although we did just have pitch notes right after our recording. Um, it's like football podcasts when managers are sacked straight after recording. But at least this patch is mainly bug fixes, nothing too dramatic. And one thing that is key, of course, is that fitness glitch fix. Now, it's something we've mentioned on the podcast before. Basically, although your fitness went down in the sort of squad menu in-game, it wasn't being affected by that. So you didn't need to use fitness items. I feel like I've seen a few people overreacting, in my opinion, yeah. to this news and thinking that it's going to have an impact on the market. What um, yeah, there's a few people going around on, on Twitter I've seen that saying, oh, it's going to you know, impact people's buying power, that they're going to you know, have to spend a lot of coins now on, on fitness cards and that uh, the, uh, have to top up fitness every game. But really, I think you'll find that a lot of people just have you know, squad fitnesses and fitness cards stored in their club that they haven't used. They'll have had them saved up from their, their initial FIFA point spending and reward packs and that. So while people, you know, they might have to buy a few fitness cards going forward, you know, it's not really going to have a, a major knock-on impact on the market, I don't think. You know, you're not going to see high-end players dropping because people don't have coins anymore from uh, mm. buying all these fitness cards. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to have a major impact. The only real slight impact you'll see is that these these squad fitnesses they will start becoming you know a bit more expensive now that people have mm. to use them um but in terms of players i don't really see any any big drops occurring really and actually some big news that came in the last week we've talked a lot about on the podcast is icon swaps which yep. is pretty exciting what what icon are you going to go for seeing as we fast everyone it's been on so far um I'm, I'm a bit torn, really. I was mm. I was sort of planning on going for maybe a Drogba or maybe a Gerard, but I'm looking at the amount of tokens that they 
they're going to mm. cost. And I might actually, I might potentially go with like a Pep Guardiola and Rio Ferdinand combination. I think that's oh, possible. That's, that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm glad you said that because uh, Andy and Zwei were not impressed with my Rio Guardiola <laughs> combo. So uh, at least I got one uh, fellow Guardiola Rio <laughs> supporter, whatever you would call it. But yeah, no, that's a bit of a tangent because what I wanted to ask you about icon swaps was we had two questions which are really similar. So I'll just read one of them actually. Six foot four and Fat Lewis asked, with a clear swing to first owner objectives, will the market drop as there's a high reliance on PAX players and accordingly people who feel the need to buy points and packs to get those players? It's definitely an interesting one. I think it adds into this dynamic that people, they have to sort of more closely decide what they're going to do with, you know, these these lower end pack pool players. Because like, I think you were saying earlier, like someone like a, a Rebic, for example, usually... This would be a guy that you just discard and get maybe seven hundred coins. But this now that we've got these these first owner objectives, we've got the sort of the idea, you know, oh actually I might have to keep him to to use him in in a first owner objective. And I think while that will sort of have a a slight impact on the amount of coins people you know people receive because they're not discarding as many players, I don't think it's going to actually cause the market to drop that much. Um, you know, people are still going to need these these big players for for weekend league and for rivals. So they're still just going to going to keep going for these these top tier players. Um, and even the lower end guys, I think you're still going to have a really really good supply from you know the amount of casual players that maybe aren't going to be doing these these first owner objectives. So I think it's not going to impact it too too much. Um, there might be a few instances where people might get, you know, like a, a pack pulled De Gea, for example, and they might think, all right, okay, well, that's, you know, I could take the coins, but then, you know, I need to do these first owner objectives. So, again, so I think it'll be an interesting one. I think, you know, it's a bit more of a, a split between, you know, casual and hardcore players. You know, are these casuals going to, you know, are they going to take the coins or are they going to, are they going to actually keep these cards? You know, I'd probably lean more to taking the coins potentially. So yeah, we'll see. I, I can't see any sort of major impacts. Maybe, you know, people have a few less coins because they're keeping more players, but the, these higher end guys are still going to continue to rise because people are going to need them for their weekend league squads. And one of the things I'd maybe say to listeners who are thinking, oh, should I keep this player because they're, you know, uh, first owner or whatever, I, I would basically just be avoiding keeping players who are actually valuable because there are so many decent players, like as the way you mentioned, Rebic, he'll be a player to have in your club and, and just whip out and he'll do a job. Definitely. I think it's also important to mention that you can use loans as, as first owner yeah. players, which is, you know, a great a great little tool for people. And you only need to have seven in the starting 11. So really you could sub three of these first owners off um, in the first minute and bring on, you know, some of your some of your sort of more regular players. So yeah, really you only need four usable first owners to complete these objectives. Um, obviously this might change as we go as we go on. We might have, you know, eleven men being required, you know, no substitutes, that kind of thing. But for where we're at now, just get four usable players. You know, you can probably get a couple of loans in there. Um, you know, chances are you'll have one or two other half decent loan players. Um, but other than that, just throw in some, some you know, non-rare golds that you've you've pack pulled from an objective, and then just sub on your sort of regular uh, like first team players, and then you should be able to complete them pretty easily. I think there'll definitely be ways that people are going to pick up across the year of sort of making sure that they're not having to keep really good players in order to be effective in these objectives. So mm. 
But that being said, you know, we talked about week to week trading a few weeks ago. It feels like it's actually been a little more maybe complicated than previous years in terms of the market this over the past few weeks. Yeah, definitely. I think last year we sort of got into this sort of weekly cycle of, you know, buying on, you know, the the Sunday and the Monday as people sort of sold off, sold off their weekend league teams. But this year EA have done a a really solid job, I guess you could say, of sort of controlling the market with these 6pm content releases because they, they just keep releasing, you know, like good packs for, for relatively cheap. You know, we've had this this latest uh, SBC set that um, was based around the, the new icons uh, that people could get, you know, uh, I think they could get like a rare Electrum pack, they'd get a 25k pack, you know, it's a lot of gold gold packs for, for relatively cheap. And what this does is it just continuously supplies gold cards onto the market and brings that gold market down. So mm. whereas people maybe invested, you know, on the on the Sunday and the Monday thinking they'd get a nice rise into Thursday rewards, what you're having is you're having these sort of midweek releases, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, Monday as well, where we're getting this gold card supply and it's actually bringing the market down again to sort of hamper investors a little bit. So mm. it's more so turning into sort of like a cycle where we sort of trade from 6pm to 6pm rather than trading sort of like Sunday, Monday through to Thursday, mm. Friday, which is, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting market to trade in. You know, I, I personally like trading my icons, you know, these short term flips, but I know mm. people do like um, sort of like this Thursday reward flipping and it, it may sort of be hampering them a little bit. My general advice would would always be to to keep things short term, just so you don't get impacted by you know a random six pm release that crashes a certain area of the market. But yeah, there's there's definitely coins to be made with these these new uh, six pm content drops. You know, if you get in on golds when they're being sort of oversupplied at these these uh, these six pm content drops where people are opening their packs from SBCs, definitely opportunities to to sort of ride out their uh, their rise as you go into. Mm into the night and into the next day so yeah it's 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 a different market from last year but there's there's still plenty of opportunities to make coins so great and it's something we've seen over this past week or so is one to watch going out of packs and then obviously their their price is fluctuating a bit more and we've got two potential players in this team of the week um who are one to watch players what, what's the kind of situation been this year with that do you think in terms of investing yeah i mean for early on, one to watch investing has been very, very strong. Um, we saw last week with um, Sarabia, probably should have got a team of the week, um, but mm, he didn't. Yeah. Um, was it last week or a couple of weeks before? Yeah, it was, was it last week, week, yeah. Was it last week? Oh, crikey. But yeah, there was a lot of sort of pre-investing. So, you know, people bought after the game expecting him to get a team of the week. He got in a lot of predictions, which just sort of increased his price. I think he went from about sort of 15 to 20k, went... All the way up to around the the thirty five to forty mark, and then obviously he didn't get in team of the week, and then he's back down to twenty k. So, I think the the key this year for anyone that wants to invest in in one to watch cards, you know, always buy uh, after the game if you can, because you always get a lot of people sort of investing on that, you know, on the point that he scores a goal or gets an assist or whatever, and they do typically tend to sell after the game, which you know it's a it's a good point to invest. Then you're sort of waiting for him to get into Team of the Week predictions, that kind of thing. It sort of brings his price up a little bit more. But the key with ones to watch trading is always to sell before the Team of the Week announcement. You know, we saw with Sarabia, we might see with um, Lukaku or Lozano this week that they might not actually get into Team of the Week. And obviously then 
you have a lot of panic selling from everyone that invested in this card. It brings the price down. So best thing to always do is just sell into that hype. Sell when they're getting into these team of the week predictions for the guaranteed profit. Don't try and ride it out for the for the announcement because not only will they potentially not get in, um, but you'll have a lot of people sort of selling their cards on the announcement, thinking that this is the best time to sell. So yeah, even the if they do get points. in, basically, right? I mean, there were quite a few examples last year where players got in and then the one torch price dropped just because everyone's selling at that point. Exactly, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, no, really sound advice on what to watch there, and uh, yeah, it's an interesting market. Of course, if people want to know more about what's going on with the market and about your own uh, feats in weekend league, which is which is going pretty well for you, isn't it? Then they can check out your streams, which are what every evening UK. Uh, yeah, pretty much every evening. Um, we sort of, we start around sort of four thirty p.m. UK, go through to around sort of half six. So we cover any six p.m. content uh, if it's dropped. Um, sometimes it <laughs> isn't, but sometimes it is. And yeah, just do a bit of trading, a bit of gameplay, that kind of thing. Just keep it keep it nice and relaxed. Great. And where can people do that? Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash trading, all one word. Same as my Twitter. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a link on my on my Twitter as well, which is trading as well. Nice and easy to find. Great. Well, thanks very much, Matt. Really appreciate you coming along. And actually, before you go, we should say, I don't think we've mentioned this in any of the podcasts you've been on. You're um, planning to be, and I'm pretty sure you will be, um, a regular guest on the podcast this year. So yes, absolutely. It's in the Twitter profile, Ben, so it's official. It is. And it's in our, our bio as well, so we're uh, yes, it is. Yes, fully it is. aligned on social. Which is always good. <laughs> Glad to be here. It's going to be, gonna <laughs> and, be a good uh, year. Of course, people will spot Matt in, the, uh, in our cover image as well. Yeah, thanks again, Matt. See you soon. Thanks for having me, Ben. And to you listeners, I hope you enjoyed this slightly extended patron podcast preview brought to you by Harry's. And of course, if you'd like to get even more from Andy and Japes, Steve and myself, as we dig into our picks for the icon swaps and plenty more tips and info along the way, then all you need to do to get all the Foot Weekly bonus podcasts is join up for just $3 a month on Patreon. You can do that at bit.ly slash morepod, bit.ly slash morepod. Finally then, big thanks to all our patrons and all those icon patrons. Chris W, Gabe N, Dominic, Rob P, Martin M, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA Player, Hunter B, Paul, Alistair, Stephen M, Dave B, Shane W, Lomda, Also Ran, Alan M, Sam MG, Savage P, Matt H, Roger D, At Pace of a Tortoise, Andrew T, Jason B D, Hobius, Alan G, Neil M, Jimmy B, Craig M, Lee B, Tenacious C, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Craig S, Legendary Fig, Liam, and Ryan G. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you again very soon. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum.